Well, hello, my fellow Americans. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to another episode of the TJ Podcast with their coffee mugs and pollen allergies on the morning of April 30th of 1814. Ah, Oh boy, the pollen allergies get me all the time, I'm telling you. You may have heard of the nickname Man of the People, but before, do you know who that belongs to? It belongs to me, the writer of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson. After all, I was born in Shadville, Virginia, baby, who took the full honor to serve as the third president of the United States of America, from March 4th of 1801 to March 4th of 1809, who wrote almost 20,000 letters, by the way. Well, it was a long ride for me, I must say. Some of you know that today's a very dazzling and sunny Saturday, with the perception of blowing wind on April 30th of 1814. By the way, I got to tell you, it's really just a sweet 70 for me, baby which marks our grand annual 11-year anniversary with the purchase of our enormous Louisiana territory. However, there is still a disruption to me. For residents of the United States claiming that this purchase is unconstitutional and claiming that there is no actual reason for this purchase. So, 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 that's why we are here, ladies and gentlemen. I suggest you tune in your ears to my astonishing Louisiana purchase episode on the TJ Podcast, baby. At my very botanic, scenty, decorative, white-schemed, antique, and fancy plantation house located in Monticello, Virginia, with the whole journey focusing on the Louisiana Purchase. Today's the day that your fellow Thomas, not the choo-choo train, will not even listen to his daughter, Martha, and teach some of these residents how to make some of their own medicine bomb fuzzles. Here I am, 19 years old, just doing my analytical research in my most substantial Mr. Small's philosophy class. He's really not that small, by the way. He's like six and a half foot man. While hearing him frequently testing my sharp schools and continuously giving me tips and tricks, I made a transition into law class at roughly 12.55 p.m. While earshooting a bunch of bum fuzzles who told me I would never stretch the American continent for survival and prosperity, which was a long-term dream for me, talking about how the unpleasantly bald and fake-haired Louisiana the 16th, wait, Louis the 16th, I mean, you see, Louisiana is just so glorious that's not even getting out of my head. Meanwhile, these group of raggedy, dirty boys were talking about the well-informed information of how Louis the 16th gave all of his precious Louisiana territory to his cousin, Charles III. Quite a gentleman he is, which all took place in 1762. At this time, I was already 19 years old, and just the task of expanding America is this hard? Wow. I went home and studied how France had reigned over the land from 1682 to 1762, north of Gulf of Mexico, the Big Mouth, to Rupert's Land, and all the way from the Mississippi to the Rocky Mountains, just sensing the unsureness of how Spain would handle this land, knowing the importance of it. Quite before running for the President of the United States of America in 1800, I had totally perceived residents pushing themselves to expand westward, and my fellow agriculture farmers needing more land to harvest their crops and safeguards with settlements to take place with the ambitiously Pekingese Treaty was signed under Georgie Boy, who just made things so much easier for me to achieve my long-term goal by urging the Spanish to give free navigation rights to Americans in 1795. Baby, now it's just my time to defeat the incumbent John Adams. Boy, oh boy, he got me furious during the Kentucky resolutions. And then I must sweep in the Jefferson administration from saving the United States of America, and especially farmers, for them to repeatedly settle westward. Thomas, now this is under your back. You have to carry them this success oh yeah yeah i vividly imagined the promises which i've made if i shall win that morning of february 17th of 1801 boy oh boy i'm telling you i had many nightmares of impeach jefferson impeach jefferson and just resign just resign just resign while thinking about if i had won how quickly i had to move my plans on inauguration day
Well, we moved one step closer. I was inaugurated president of the United States of America on March 4th of 1801. Being the Democratic Republican candidate while being locked up in an electric college cage was my first term vice president, Aaron Burr. Stay away from him and don't tell anyone I said this. Hmm. So now we have myself, Thomas Jefferson, gently seated on my red and blue colored futon while taking out my great smelling Sing Inkstand and trying to begin the execution before my freaking blueprint started operating in its own direction on this horrific and bolsterous day. So I had to go seal shut, bang the windows with the assistant of my mammoths, Jim and Brown. Not actually mammoths, just security guards by the way. And then I began my work. So illustrating how Spain under Charles III controlled the Louisiana territory, I had to resolve the problem of my short-term goal. For now, which was grasping New Orleans, the absolute economy relied on it due to it being a central point of land, and West Florida. The sweet navigation would be able to take place throughout the beachiness in West Florida. While this would acquire us the access to the Mississippi River and expansion west of the Appalachian Mountains and Atlantic Ocean. I know this seems a lot on why I would like to purchase the land, but just keep listening, ladies and gentlemen. Your very own TJ Podcast at Monticello, Virginia welcomes you to a very uneasy turning point. Very secretly and precisely, the Spanish handed over the whole freaking entity of the Louisiana Territory to Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh yeah, he is a Catherine Emperor, by the way. In 1801, after the Treaty of San Ildefisino was signed. It's a French name, trust me. The number of people who reported to my Oval Office on that day was just insane. About 150 of them say, and they just all had one main message for me. Save America. But these Federalists, especially John Adams, were utterly relishing this moment by watching the devastation of America being a scattered country under Napoleon's ultimate plan of establishing a North American Empire. Which could happen. My first instinct was to call war on French, ladies and gentlemen. But then residents would never re-elect me. Cancel the plan, Susan. Just cancel it. Residents are never going to re-elect me if I do this. Wait, Susan is just my assistant for the TJ podcast. Am I losing my mind, Susan? But Jefferson, you had to do something. You're the president of the United States of America. Everyone is relying on you for the rich, steamy, water-flowing, and lengthy Mississippi, as well as the bass and flowing that it has throughout the mines of New Orleans for shipping goods. Ah, I don't know what to do. Sir, we bought the whole Louisiana Territory from the French and Napoleon for $15 million, both Monroe and Livingston said to me, on the anxious and absolute blooming morning of my very own American's Independence Day of July 4th of 1803, which residents had firmly fought for. I had sent them expecting Napoleon to be screaming, get out, get out, for only New Orleans and West Florida for $10 million, but he said, take it. Just take it, the whole land, for $15 million. It is useless to me. My troops are hurt, and this land is just useless. Wow. It is a dream after all. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. No way. We did it. We did it. Hooray. We just acquired the Louisiana Territory, which two times our country's size, for $15 million, providing our country being the number one rank with material and strategic abilities, while confirming a doctrine of impelled powers, as well as our United States of America being an international power. No way, Federalists and opposers. Can you believe it? Because I can't. 
I was jazz dancing, first smelling and then nicely tasting the chef's chicken and proud of my very own diplomats, Robert and James, while I was providing the best reatrical information stating to my fellow Americans that we just got the expansion we needed with the enlargement of my very long-term dream, being expanded westward and my farmers to harvest on the land and residents to settle past and have access to the Mississippi, with shipping routes down New Orleans and appropriation which I've sensed from perceiving the ratification of Ohio with the House of Rep, which we won 59-57 to and the pure ratification which we won 24 to 7 baby the lewis and clark expedition which was funded just made things so much better they provoked my chances of convincing residents and nudge them to settle westward as well as finding unmapped land which sounded like a dream to many residents to settle westward seaman lewis's dog almost bit me frightening me of 25 injections from mr dunglingson one heck of a nightmare for me who have just picked up their ears to my TJ podcast, which talked all about why me, Thomas Jefferson, the broker of the Louisiana Purchase, which was a long-term goal of mine, while the United States of America had acquired the Louisiana Territory on April 30th of 1803, and I announced this profound news on July 4th of 1803. There was a long journey, a long journey, behind this purchase being the most successful purchase in American history, in which I've tried to put in my best efforts from spreading messages, establishing movements, convincing government, and funding an expedition. I just want you to know that the tests which have been fully filed against me about the Louisiana Purchase being unconstitutional are not abided by the government. Listen closely, my dear Federalists and opposers of this purchase, in which I would like you to think about one more message before you say that the United States of America would have always been out of position if the unconstitutional Louisiana Purchase was now purchased. I know that the acquisition of Louisiana has been disapproved by many, that the enlargement of our territory would endanger its union. The larger our association, the less it will be shaken by local passions. And in any view, is it not better that the opposite bank of the Mississippi should be settled by our own brethren and children than by strangers of another family? I did this for your good, and we are a empire of liberty. May God bless the United States of America. Your third president, Thomas Jefferson. Thank you, thank you, thank you.